Welcome to Straight Talk with NDFB. I am your host, Emery Melhoff. This is our last episode in our Farmhouse Treasures for You season, a season featuring NDFB members who are suppliers of fresh, processed, or value-added agricultural products. Today, I visit with Rodney Hogan, owner of Red Trail Vineyards in Buffalo, North Dakota, and the president of the North Dakota Grape and Wine Association. In today's episode, Rodney tells me about planting his first grapes in North Dakota, making his first wine, and how that eventually became Red Trail Vineyard. Rodney also visits with me about exciting opportunities for future grape growers and winemakers in North Dakota. Join me for today's conversation. Today, I'm here with Mr. Rodney Hogan from Fargo, North Dakota. Rodney owns a vineyard in Buffalo, North Dakota that is open during the summer, and he is a member of the North Dakota Farm Bureau Farmhouse Treasures for You. And so today we're visiting about his vineyard and about the wine that he produces. Rodney, can you tell us about yourself and your operation? Sure, Emery. Uh, Well, here's the scoop, folks. We started growing grapes back in 2003. Uh, and it was because of the second winery that just opened up in North Dakota. Greg Kempel in Castleton was just going to start the Maple River Winery. And he asked me if I would grow grapes for him. Well, at that time, I was a farmer. We grew uh, corn and beans, you know. And, uh, uh, well, I thought, grow grapes in North Dakota? I didn't know it was possible. Well, after a little research, of course, uh, I found that there are grapes that will stand our climates up here. And uh, I made many trips down to southern Minnesota to vineyards down there and wineries and uh, really got interested in this project of growing grapes. Uh, so this all started coming up uh, in 2023, or 20th year. Um, so that it's really been an exciting trip. And uh, never did I think that I'd still be around after 20 years of growing grapes and and how well this has taken off. So you started by growing grapes for somebody, is that correct? And then you Mm -hmm. began producing your own wine? Well, uh, what happened is in 2003, I uh, did some research and I did find some grapes that we could plant up here. The problem I had, though, was uh, this was in February of 2003. And back then, this industry was just starting up, and it was hard to get uh, vines to plant. And uh, uh, the deal is, if you didn't order them in the fall, you wouldn't get them in the spring. And so this is lesson number one, order in the fall to get your grapes in the spring or else you might not get what you want. And it's still kind of that same way today. Uh, if you want to plant, start planting grapes, you better order them now so you can get them. Anyway, that first year, 2003, I did find 100 vines of a variety called King of the North. King of the North is a dark grape. It's a cold climate variety. It actually comes out of Madison, Wisconsin originally. And I planted them then in 
2003. You know, my plan was to plant a thousand vines the first year and then another 5,000 the next year. How much work could this be? Because, you know, we were farming 1,800 acres at the time and, you know, well, a few acres of grapes can't be much. Well, thank God I only could find 100 vines because I found out how much work this is. It's all hand work and um, it's it's more work than you think. So anyway, that's how we kind of started out planting those 100 vines. And and then I made my first trip to Oregon in uh, 2003. And out there, I learned some things too, that, you know, you didn't need to be have a winery. You didn't need to be a winery to have a tasting room because there's places out there that uh, they don't have a vineyard. They don't have a winery. They buy a block of grapes from a vineyard. They take it over to a winery and have a wine made for them. Well, I thought, well, you know, I kind of like that idea too. So uh, that was my thought then to go ahead and let's do that. Let's, Let's grow the grapes. We'll take our production to a winery. They can make wine for us. And then we'll bring it back to our tasting room that, oops, we don't have one. We have to find one. Well, don't you know, I, I did find, I've, I found a 100-year-old granary uh, about 12 miles from our place. So in uh, 2004, we moved this granary over to our site, built a parking lot, and uh, built a driveway, and, and we put this uh, old granary on a foundation, and we started working on it. And we worked on it all winter. And in the spring of 2005, that's when we opened up for the first time with wine tasting at the Red Trail Vineyard. Now, you got to understand, it only it takes three years to get any grape production on a vine. We didn't have any grape wine, so we had wine made for us. And I think the first year we maybe had a, um, a raspberry wine and a honey wine and... Um, Oh, gosh, I forget now. We had one other type of wine made for us. So we could start doing wine tasting, and people started to come out. Now, yeah, this you know this is brand new for the whole community, not only the community, but all of North Dakota. They're not used to going to tasting rooms and tasting wine like you would expect when you're out in, in California or Oregon. And uh, so uh, we, we started slow, very slow. In 2005, then, of course, was our first grape harvest. We we harvested those first 100 vines that we planted in 2003. We took them up to a winery up at Burlington called Point of View, and Jeff Peterson up there, he made our first batch of wine for us. And that same year, Jeff made his first batch of wine also. His wine was made out of a valiant grape, and he called it Maiden Voyage. This is some of the first wine made in the state of North Dakota out of grapes. Mm. Uh, in a commercial uh, vineyard and a commercial winery. And our wine, we called it Alpha Rose, and it was made from our King of the North grapes. Well, he made 19 bottles. That's all we had. We had 19 bottles of this brand new wine (laughs) made in the state, and that's where we started. And we'd never sold a bottle. I I thought if we sold a bottle of wine, we'd be sold out in a day. (laughs) And and I I wanted more people to experience tasting this wine. What we did, we sold a wine tasting. It cost Mm. you a dollar to get a taste of this brand new wine made in in North Dakota. And anyway, out of a bottle, we got about 28 wine tastings. And so uh, we did fairly well on our first 19 bottles of wine. And, uh, you know, and and you could taste it, but you can't buy it. 
it, but you get to taste it. So that was the first first go around. So what? Yeah. Tell me about what happened from there. That was the first grape wine made in the state, and after that, uh, as the years went by, uh, we started. Uh, we still had to have some fruit wines made for us because our grapes. It takes a while to get production up. 2004, we planted another 700 vines. And from there on, every year we kept increasing. And now we're up to about 2,500 vines total in our vineyard. We, we call ourselves, we're one of the oldest and largest in the state. And we're probably not the largest. And we're probably not the oldest, but we're the oldest largest, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, out at our vineyard, we produce around, last year, around 4,000 bottles. Uh, and, and it's all grape wine. Uh, we're the only place in North Dakota where you're going to get only grape wine. We do no fruit wines, just grape wine. Mm-hmm. And another thing about our place, this is the only place where you're going to get grape wine from North Dakota. It's going to be grown in North Dakota. The grapes are grown here. It's produced here. Most of the wineries that you go to in North Dakota, they have uh, juice shipped into them. It's from out of state. So it's it's one of those deals uh, we find out with our tourists that travel through. That's what they're looking for. They want North Dakota. They're here in North Dakota. They want to taste our wine. So that's one of our things that we want to keep going on here at the Red Trail Vineyard. So you have King of the North, and then it, it, it sounds like you have, oh, as, we, as time has gone on, you've planted several more. Yes, uh, yeah. we, we've planted several more. Varieties like Frontenac, Frontenac Gris, which is white grape. We planted Marquette. Uh, we have planted um, uh, Sabreval, which is a very, very good grape. Planted Crimson Pearl here. And we have a few Valiant grapes, too. In the past, we've tried to raise some Louise Swenson's, some Prairie Star, some Petite Pearl. We, we have Crimson Pearl. Our Petite Pearl didn't work out. Uh, we've tried Swenson Red, we've tried St. Pepin, and also uh, another one, it was a seedless variety called Somerset Seedless. All these varieties, they didn't quite work out for us, so we actually took them out after several years of finding out that they don't mm-hmm. work, and we, we replanted with something that has been working. So um, it's just a big experiment going on out here, it seems like, every year. Another thing that happened this past year is we built a RV park, and it, uh, we had over 240 campers are here our first year, and we haven't done very much advertising at all. And then it's interesting thing about these tourists. They're from all over the United States, and they all have a story to tell, and uh, I really enjoy listening to them. So this is something that I think really makes I would and I've been out to your vineyard a couple times with, mm-hmm. with my brother and, and sister-in-law who used to live near you in, in Buffalo and yes. I would say you truly have an experience you and your wife have really created this whole hospitality experience that is hard to find in North Dakota and and something that North Dakotans are really good at but you have created this culture of of hospitality and enjoying good food and enjoying good wine so and and that's one thing that's very exciting out here it's called the red trail experience if you ever been to our coffee shop uh, uh i know sue ann 
uh, they sell the t-shirts there or, or shirts that you can get. It's called the Red Trail Coffee Experience. And, and so we do have a coffee shop that uh, Sue Ann Bernson runs on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And uh, our campers like it. And uh, we, it's surprising how many people drive out here from wherever to sit around and have a cup of coffee and visit. Hmm. Um, our other experiences, of course, is our Friday night suppers. We started these, well, first we started in 2006 doing the North Dakota Grape Harvest Festival. And with that, it was an experience, uh, uh, one or two day experience. However, it, it cost a lot of money to put on, took 30 people to run it. And we never made any money. So it took us nine years to figure this out. <laughs> and we, uh, so then we started to switch over to uh, this Friday night uh, supper deal. And my wife uh, was born and raised in Pine City, Minnesota, close to Minneapolis. And she kept talking about Juicy Lucy's, <laughs> and which kind of excited me. Juicy Lucy's, you know, Lucy is sort of uh, goes right along with the wine experience, doesn't it? Uh, and uh, I have a picture of her stomping grapes in our tasting room. Anyway, that's where we started. I, I said, let's let's do that. Let's start doing a Juicy Lucy night. And so I got some roasts and some burger and other things, and I ground it all up. I wanted a nice, juicy burger made out of some good meat. And that's how we started. The Juicy Lucy, you know, it's a big hamburger with cheese in the middle of it. That's how we kind of got going. Well, then I kind of start to expand on, well, let's do a steak night. So uh, right now we do about 26 Friday night suppers throughout the year. And not only that, we do anniversary parties and birthday parties and whatever kind of party you do. We've had a lot of bachelorette's parties out here. And uh, now we can kind of do anything you want. But that's part of experience. The experience when people come here, it's totally different. It's not like going into uh, Applebee's or, or Red Lobster or one of those places where you go and you sit there and you order your food and then you eat and then you leave. At our place, you come in. Uh, actually, you know what you're going to get because tonight we eat. We're having steak night and that's what everybody gets. It goes for my mother. My mother always said, you got to eat what we eat, and that's how it is <laughs> out here. <laughs> so the experience is, though, when you come, you sit with other people. You don't sit alone by yourself. You're sitting with other people, and sometimes you get to sit with some of the tourists that come through that are very interesting people that are traveling all over the United States, and uh, they enjoy this, too, because they've never had an experience like this. Other experiences that just happened this year, Rose, one of the gals that works here, she's so good. She's so good with our flowers and all the landscaping and, and helping me with the vines. One day I told her, you know, Rose, up here we got about half an acre of trees in a grove that have been there for, you know, gosh, 60 years. You know, it'd be nice to put a little place up there where we can have a campfire and some old logs sitting around. That's all I told her, don't you know? The next day she was up there busy creating that. And then along comes her husband, Mike, and they started to build trails out there in this little forest. And it's just amazing walking trail to go through there and see the different trees. There's some mushrooms growing out there. There are birds out there. It's just another little experience for anybody that wants to come, you know, along with our tourists who love to do 
They love, they all like to walk. It truly is that family hospitality feeling. And then uh, if you're fortunate enough, you get to listen to Mr. Rodney Hogan himself Ooh. perform and oh, sing no. oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and other, and other entertainment sometimes. And it's just, it is so fun. Um, and it's just a really laid back yeah. night. And, and you're right. There's not that feeling, you know, you go to a restaurant sometimes and, and everything's kind of put on it. It, it isn't that way. It's, it's more just a, a celebratory family meal is, is really how I would say it, it feels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. When you leave, you're part of the family and that's the way we want to keep it out there too. So, and I, and it is, you know, you mentioned too, that re- Recently, you guys have started to have a little coffee shop during the week, and um, I believe they get their coffee locally, too, is what I understand. Yes, they do. Very good coffee from Alley Beans in Valley City. Oh, my gosh. It's just so smooth. It's just good, good coffee. It's unbelievable. But Sue Ann approached me a couple of years ago, and, you know, Sue Ann, uh, they homeschooled their children, and their youngest is Gabe. And she said, you know, what do you think about serving coffee down there? I said, well, you know, we certainly have room for you. Uh, we can make it work. And especially in the mornings, you know, we're not doing anything in the in the tasting room then. And, uh, well, she said, uh, I'm teaching Gabe, and this would be a good business class for him to have a coffee shop. And, well, that's all it took. And I said, let's do it. So she started doing that, her and Gabe. And they uh, started doing a Tuesday and Thursday. And then uh, last year, they increased it to Wednesday also, just because of the uh, campers that we get now, just to maybe catch a few more of them. And it's really been going over good. And the coffee is great. You can sit out in the porch in the summertime, or you can sit inside and just sit, relax and visit. And so I understand that right now, this is off peak season for you. The vineyard's not open, mm-hmm. but when will you be open again? And how can our listeners find you and perhaps sure. buy an experience for themselves or a friend for, for mm-hmm. Christmas this year? Sure. You can go on our web- website, redtrailvineyards.com. And there is a place in there if you want to buy a gift certificate or whatever, you can do it online and I can send it to you. That's one way of doing it. Um, Otherwise, you'll have to just kind of wait around till next April is when we start. Usually, it's the first. No, it's the last Friday in April. That would be all. That'll be our first supper, and then every Friday after that, and it'll be all posted. The whole menu for the whole year will be posted on our website in uh, April, and so you can kind of pick and choose. And you know, there are some people that say, "Well, we want to come on this date." And we'll be here on this Friday, and they'll pick out the whole year. Now I'll put them down in my in my phone, and uh, I'll have them uh, so they have their spot reserved. And that's another thing you got to you got to reserve a spot, or else you can't get in. If there's an event that somebody's planning, how do they schedule that? Just just give you a call, contact you through your website. Sure. Give me a call. Uh, my number's on the, on the website, or you can. Uh, there's a place on the website too where you can. Just email me too. So, and then that, as and, and your camper, how do we find reservations for that? <clears throat> uh, same way. Just just contact me either via text message or phone, and I'll write you down. I'll put you in my calendar when you're going to be there. 
and um, just kind of go from there. You know, we got 14 spots. This is on the uh, west side of our North Vineyard. We got 14 spots. Ten of them have water and electricity, and then the other four spots have water, electricity, and sewer. And we also have a dump site. So, and you really are located in <clears throat> in such an ideal spot, just a few miles off I ninety four on that air exit. And yes, just a few miles of gravel, really well maintained road, and such a good spot yeah. off I ninety four. It's a good county road, and you know we're we're situated kind of halfway between Minneapolis and Medora. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> yeah. a perfect yeah. destination spot. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, we we're having a lot of fun doing this. And- so, Rodney, I understand, too, that you are the president of North Dakota's Wine and, and Grape Association. Did I get that name right? Uh, almost. Uh, it's the North Dakota Grape and Wine Association. <clears throat> We've been, uh, we started this organization back in 2006 and um, started in Carrington, North Dakota. And uh, we just keep moving forward on, on this. And, of course, I'm president right now. And we held our board meeting last night. Uh, We're getting ready for our annual meeting coming up. It'll be held in Dickinson at Fluffy Fields. It's a winery out there. And our annual meeting will be out there. Uh, We'll have some speakers talking about growing grapes and uh, making wine. And uh, we have a uh, wine tasting uh, competition also. It'll be a two-day event. And to, to find out more information, it'll be all posted on the North Dakota grapeandwineassociation.org website. Uh, we got a few more things we got to decide on, but uh, it'll be coming up uh, the 3rd and 4th of February. So let's hope uh, it's not snowing. Um, and, and really a good opportunity if there are people who are interested in what it takes to grow grapes in North Dakota and, mm-hmm. and what it takes to produce wine. Really good yes. opportunity to, to go out and learn. Yes, and and what it takes, and and not only that, but a great networking opportunity with with yourself, Rodney, and with the owners of Fluffy Fields, and I, I'm sure several sure. other places across North Dakota. Great opportunity to to network and and learn from their experience. Yes, very very much so. And if anybody's interested in growing grapes in North Dakota, I would just receive some information that things are happening in this world. Uh, especially when it comes to the wines that we're all used to drinking, the Merlots, the Cabernets that are grown in California. And it seems like they're having more problems out there with fires, drought, trying to get water. And now some of these issues might be switching over to more of a uh, uh, looking for climates that have more water. And, of course, North Dakota is one of them that we really don't worry about having a drought. So so what this group's looking at is maybe especially producing new grapes for our area, cold climate variety, and also the analogy a part of how to make these new vines produce great wine. And um, it's something that I can see in the future that uh, if this all happens, this, this industry here in North Dakota uh, is really going to take off even more than it is right now. That is that's a, really exciting. And that mm-hmm. is that your group in particular, or a, or a separate group that's looking at this is a se- separate group. It's a separate group. It's a team from uh, different states that have different climates. These states are Oregon, Texas, Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, North Dakota, and Iowa. 
Hmm. Very interesting, you know. Uh, uh, we just had a big, actually, worldwide meeting out in uh, Vermont. It's called Vitanord. Out there, surprisingly, in Vermont, they can grow the vinifera type, the Merlots and the Chardonnays. Uh, they only grow them 12 inches off the ground, though. They got to grow them kind of, but, but their climate's different there. But they have moisture. Unlike California, they can dry up and they can have fires, and it's happened. Hmm. And it seems like it's happening more. more so. Well, check out the Red Trail Vineyard uh, on their website, and, and we'll link all the information about how mm-hmm. to contact them and find them and their vineyard and their coffee shop in, in our show notes. And sure. um, take some time this summer, go out and visit them. And if you're, if you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, contact them, get that gift certificate all lined up for the, for the summer. And thanks again, Rodney, for visiting with me. Really enjoyed our visit and excited to see you this summer. We plan to come out and visit you and excited about the conference that you have coming up in February and Mm -hmm. the the potential learning opportunities that brings. So Mm -hmm. uh, thanks again. Well, thank you for Emery for having me on and we'll see you down the trail. Thank you for joining me for this season of Straight Talk with NDFB. Join us in January as I kick off the 2023 North Dakota Legislative Assembly, taking a deep dive into all the important agricultural issues our lawmakers will be considering during this legislative session. 